Hey, what's going on, my friends? It's the afternoon. I'm heading back to the office for a busy afternoon. Bunch of patients, a couple added on. Listen, last time I spoke to you was this morning, very early. I was heading into the office. I had woken up around 5 a.m., a little premature, a couple hours premature get up just prior to 7 these days in order to uh, get my daughter on the bus. I woke up, I was kind of anxious. I guess I wasn't looking forward to Wednesday that much, or there was a gravity about the day. Um, I think I mentioned before, it's that time of year where it's cold and dark, and rainy or sometimes snowy, sleety, whatever. People like to cozy up under the covers, avoid any sort of commitments. They just can't wait until the sun starts to shine once again on Pennsylvania. And today it did. You know, the sun was coming out, put on my sunglasses, headed on down. And the day, although the day that I was dreading, turned into a morning of brilliance, a morning of love and uh, great pace. Everything just seemed to be just happening. Just It was fun. I was feeling nice and easy, casual, unrushed, unstressed. <clears throat> what, ha- what happened, you ask? You know, what was it about my morning? Because when we last talked, I was bound and determined. You know, I was determined to um, to be positive, to make the best of today, and to gamify my, my week. You know, to mentally remove the obstacles on my path and win the day. Arrive home tired but fulfilled to my loving family have a nice meal hit the rack I'm about halfway there so the morning first of all the pace started out great I had a first patient of the day had a little surprise for him decided to bring my virtual reality goggles down there so while patients hang out on the magic carpet ride after their adjustment they can take in an aquatic environment or a, uh, you know, a country hike, whatever. Explore these different environments on um, nature treks, it's called, on Oculus. So, patient was very pleased. He was very stressed out. And though I was had a little bit of an edge to myself as well. <clears throat> was feeling a little bit edgy. I um, I focused on him, on his welfare, and I realized that there were some challenges that he was dealing with at this particular time. <laughs> and so in helping him, that kind of alleviated some of my stresses. And isn't that the way? Isn't that true?
true? Isn't that cool? Isn't that a fact that it's a workable strategy? Helping others helps us. And that's my bread and butter. But I I guess I'm just... I'm desperate for... But I, I want people to help. I want people to serve. I've always been like that. I don't like to sit around idle. And this time of year, it tends to be a little bit slower. Spotty schedules. Cancellations. Weather. Getting in the way. Shit like that. Just people on that different mode. Like, they're like, fuck it. You know, I'm... I ain't doing shit. You know, let me know when the sun starts shining again. I really feel like that's a thing. So I was helping him, and I put him on the virtual reality, and it just, whereas he was previously anxious and stressed, I really feel like he appreciated the efforts that I was taking to really deliver him an experience. And he was, when we departed, he was left... You know, he left on a very positive note and was appreciative and was looking forward to his next appointment in a month. Then I got a text message uh, from a friend. An old friend who was one of my boot campers. He was, uh, we're looking for a nickname for him. And I came up with I ain't got time to bleed. Scott, I ain't ti- I ain't got time to bleed Passaretti because he kind of looked like Jesse Ventura from um, Predator. And that was one of the things he said. He's got, you know, bleeding. He goes, hey, you're bleeding, Blaine. I ain't got time to bleed. He looked like that guy. and He was determined. He was aggressive. He was focused. Just like that dude. So that's what we called him. Scott, and we abbreviated it. I ain't got time to bleed, whatever the letters are there. That was his name. And so he text messaged me and said, is this still Aaron Ober's phone? And I said, yeah. And I I replied with his little call sign there. I ain't got time to bleed. And he said, you got time to talk? So I said, sure. Does guy need my help? You know, what's up? <clears throat> so for several years, look, at least five years, he was one of my boot campers, he was one of the best, and there's a lot of great people in the program, just hard chargers, hard workers, people who really took a lot away from this program, a lot of practical tools to benefit themselves and others, so he was one of the best, calls me and he says, hey, I just want to let you know, you know, I fell off the wagon, I was going through a lot of stress, my wife was sick. I, you know, we were all stressed out. I put on a shitload of weight. So then he walked into a gym and said something about, you know, biggest loser, you lose this much, this percent of your body weight, we will um, give your money back. I said, okay. So he won it. He won his money back. He lost a ton of weight. And he said, you know, the program that he was doing wasn't especially challenging or motivating. But he said, I just want to let you know that I heard you. I remember you. I heard you. 
Colin Cadence and Laura Leop, you know, shit like that. So the first uh, class that he ever took with me was when we were running through Lansdale on a charity food run, 100 people probably, and I was calling Cadence, echoing down the main street. Trouble down the main street, trouble down the main street, needy people gonna eat, trying to make up these little ditties, little friggin' rhymes and shit. And that's what he remembers. He remembers the echo of my voice and the motivation and the program and its tremendous participants. And he wanted to thank me. He said, I just want you to know you've been really impactful in my life. I can't tell you how good that made me feel. Because, you know, this Making Motivation podcast, the root of it, you know, the reason why I'm doing it, the reason why it's named that is because that's what I am, man. I'm a motivator. That's where I come from. That's what I always wanted to be, a leader, somebody who calls other people to action and people will follow me, you know, and the responsibility involved and the integrity of that role um, and the, the ability to help other people. That's why I'm doing this podcast. I know that a lot of time, maybe times, maybe it seems like I'm just making conversation or telling stories or even complaining about things. I do try to keep it motivational, of course. Try to amuse you, tell you a story, inspire, whatever I can do, you know? But at the end of the day, I'm a man. I'm a man with the same problems as you and and everyone else. Same challenges. It's tough some days. You get up and you fucking, you know, you get dressed just like the day before. And you go to work and, you know, same old shit. Same old routine. And it's a routine that might serve you, but it gets monotonous. It gets somewhat boring. It can be stressful. This is a job, you know, it's something I do for a living. Is chiropractic, so I take care of my patients, and they've got problems, and they're going to tell me about them, and I need to be there for them and be ready to receive that. And I need to bill insurance appropriately and get paid for my work, and um, and balance all this shit out. Pay my staff, pay my bills, keep the lights on, all that shit. And so there's a lot of challenges that we we all share these same shit. Getting up. Three hots in a cot, taking care of your family, your friends, <clears throat> going to work, coming home, then it's a weekend. It's not hard to see why people yearn for their weekends and vacations. Just something to something to break the monotony, to get away and have an experience that doesn't involve the same old routine. And so so I got that call. We spoke for about 10, 15 minutes maybe. And we recounted some of our um, our times together over the years training. And it really, you know, stoked my furnace. Reminded me of who I am. And the type of person I've been to others. And the, the, what I mean to other people. You know, not that I thought any of it was ill-appreciated or forgotten. Or I was looking for a pat on the back. I'm very confident in the work that I've done and the degree to which it's helped people, but it's still nice to be reminded how important you are in somebody else's life. Um, 
Then, kind of inspired by that and feeling chipper, I, I grabbed my, I had a little bit of time, I grabbed my ukulele and I went out in the parking lot, which was waiting for the next part uh, patient to pull in. And one car pulls in, obliquely, diagonally. <clears throat> it's my friend Dan. Hadn't seen him in a while. He goes, oh, yeah, here are ukulele. What are you doing? I played him a little song down on the corner by Creedence Clearwater Revival. And another car pulled in. Looked out and like, who the fuck is that? Guy had grown a beard. Name is Pete. I know Pete very well. He's telling me some of the things that have been going on in his life and things that he wants to do and that he wants to come in and his family wants to come in and what a, whatever, you know, whatever they need. Uh, that's what I basically said. It'd be good to see you. would be happy to take care of you guys. You know, made me feel like people were thinking about me and they were valuing me and they were looking forward to seeing me next. And and that's that's what I want to be. I want to be useful. I want to be helpful to people. And so there were three encounters inside of ten minutes that inspired me and, and demonstrated to me that you know what you're on the right track. Keep going. You know. Imagine your life um, without all these people in it and vice versa. Okay? So that happened. Then I come in and I'm taking care of a patient and I'm just, you know, I'm flying high. It's like I feel like it, it, I had unlimited energy and positivity and I was kind of telling these stories to other people that were on my table and inspiring them, trying to just cheer them up about you know the good that we can do for other people, that the power of a kind word, or just somebody giving giving you a little pat on the back, a little credit where credit is due, a thank you, how powerful that can be. It's incredibly powerful. It's important. You know, I tell the story about how my wife came home and said, oh, you know, I just really love my co-worker. How was your day, honey? Oh, I just really love my co-worker. She's just wonderful. And she's so easy to deal with, and she's so kind, and I just love her. She's just a good person. That's so why you tell her that. You know, because we need to tell people how we feel about them. Good or bad. You know, preferably good. Keep it positive. <clears throat> and so, it was a good morning. Between, you know, an hour goes by or whatever. And... The resident massage therapist, Barbara Surrey, pulls me aside and says, Hey, I want you to know that um, that I was at such and such's birthday party, 60th birthday party at her church. There was a uh, speech that she gave. And she was talking about people who have been helpful to her and impactful in her life and and she came to me afterwards and said that, you know, you know who the other person is. And she said, Dr. Drill. So, you know, somebody else had mentioned to me that you know, about this party and this particular person and how they had something to say and it sounded like they were giving me credit or something. I don't know. And I didn't ignore it, but I just didn't see it. I guess it was video broadcast on 
on Facebook. She said that this person really felt like I saw through something. I, I saw through a mask that she was wearing and I tried to help her and I did and she's thankful, she's grateful for that. Listen, not that I need to be friggin' stroked all the time. Or I always need to be, you know, given a pat on the back or or some bullshit like that. It's not the case. But it feels good that with all the love that we give, we try to give, that other people are are appreciative and that they return that. That's that's the essence of life on this earth as far as I'm concerned, is being good to people. You know, that's a language that we all speak. The you know, the the golden rule. Treat people how you would like to be treated. And I do that every day. Do my best to be that person. The next person who came in was telling me that her friend across the street, this is a woman in her 70s, friend across the street knows me. And uh, we, we met once upon a time when I was taking care of her granddaughter. And she's so stressed out and she's so you know, really needs attention, and my friend on the table said, oh, you should go see him. You need to go make an appointment. All I could say is I felt so incredibly appreciated this morning, and considering how I, how I woke from my slumber premature, prematurely and stressed, almost dreading my Wednesday and how that all turned around just with a kind word just with some showing of appreciation I'm looking for more of that this afternoon so it starts in about five minutes I'm going to try to for having received it, I'm going to try to give as much as I possibly can. And, you know, all I can say is I, I kind of stand corrected. I feel like it was a good morning, and it's a tremendous thing to behold. It was a good day. It was a good morning. When my wife asked me about that tonight, how was your day? I'm going to say, it was great. So I want you guys to know that. And I appreciate you guys. Anybody who's listened to this podcast probably um, rates my appreciation just for being a listener and for caring, for valuing even slightly what I have to say, and for loving me. I love you back. Trying to spread good things out there. Brings a tear to my fucking eye. Let's do it. Let's finish this day strong. Tie it up, go home to our families. Yes? Love and respect.